0: What's up, guys? This is the Prime Design Podcast. My name is Mitsurkis Mahanina. And my name is Ryan Srinivasan. And we are Cerberus Trillion, an independent video game studio, um, co-founders, co-developers, co-producers. And this podcast is... Oh yeah, what is this meant for again <laughs> please tell uh, me my friend i'm forgetting we're just we're trying to
1: uh communicate good video game design to the community in an effort there to it is improve everybody's video games uh including our own you
0: know and you might ask how are we doing that well we didn't come up with any of this we're getting all this information from my boy richard Turow the goat who has a online game design blog called critical gaming and he's moved on to a different site, but he's allowing myself and Ryan to use the info in his blog to, and disseminate it to the masses basically. Yeah. So uh, this
1: episode is going to contain uh, information from mechanics and abstractions one
0: from the blog. If you want Um, to follow along. Exactly. Uh, And let's get into it. So video games. The reason you're here is because you probably play them or make them. And the video games are different from movies because they're an interactive medium. So what we do and how the game responds to what we do is extremely crucial. That's like what makes a game a game. So before we can talk about any complex mechanics or... Uh, concepts, I think we need to introduce what a mechanic is first. So, a mechanic is something that's very simple. It's really anything that the player can do. And anything that results from that mechanic is the mechanic's properties. So, for example, in Super Mario Bros., when Mario jumps, that jump is a mechanic. That's one of the primary mechanics. But the squashing of Goombas is the result, it's the effect, the property of the mechanic. There's a very powerful game design principle called form fits function that Nintendo used and still uses in many of its great games. And that's basically whatever mechanic, let me rephrase this. Whatever you see in the game environment it's it's like you use your intuition to understand what it will do and then it does that thing. So like if I have a golf club and there's a golf ball and a tee, I will expect to hit the ball with the golf club. Similar to Mario, if you see a little dude there, you expect that he will jump. Form, fits, function. Keeping things that simple. Um... And the mechanics' that concrete really creates a very clean and enjoyable experience,
1: yeah, so the other side to that is an abstract mechanic abs, ah sorry abstract mechanic so uh, it 's the opposite of you know a well defined mechanic or something that 's intuitive it 's something that doesn 't usually exist in reality, something like a multiplier. Um, or you know any sort of points-based idea, something that you wouldn't run into in normal life. So when you see these things in in games, it tends to resemble you know sort of like arcade games, uh, you know, something that's that's generally a little more less based around real life. So an example of this is if a college student were to go to classes and have success in those classes, and then have a a multiplier that would allow them to get through college faster and eventually graduate. That's a really unnatural thing for us because that doesn't exist in our society.
0: Yes, so the more abstract a mechanic and its properties are, the less concrete it becomes, and vice versa. Not a lot of games have purely concrete mechanics. Um, oftentimes, abstract mechanics are thrown over the game systems to make them more engaging. Uh, for example, Call of Duty. So in Call of Duty, the main mechanic is, I have a gun, I shoot you. We repeat that millions of times. But as soon as you add kill streaks, then the game becomes less of who can create or do the best kill, like, aesthetically. And it's more of just, like, what is the most practical, like, fastest way I can string kills together and get the Moab? And so you're not really focused on the beauty and the art of killing people. It's like, I need to get kills in a row and you lose the essence of the game
1: man that sounds sadistic (laughs) okay yeah that's that's the 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 thing you have to be aware of when you build these mechanics so without limits these abstract mechanics everything will boil down into what's the most efficient way you can do something but if you have a limit to how how point oriented you can be or score oriented or whatever Uh, people will add in creativity and have fun instead of trying to get it as best as they possibly can.
0: Yeah. So that is lesson one, mechanics and abstractions one. Uh, Next week we'll move on to mechanics and abstractions two. Um, But we'll now move on to talking about a game that we think has some, a really cool mechanic or design element and how that impacted our play experience. So I think you mentioned GTA, Brian. So Yeah,
1: awesome so uh,
0: when, when I read through this section,
1: the, the, the portion with Mario where uh, you, know, you see someone and you see the, the variations in terrain that you have to jump over, like intuitively you'd think you'd be able to jump. But then, if you add on to that, landing on the Goombas uh, as a form of, you know, another uh, the part of the mechanic um, that kind of brought to mind like Grand Theft Auto games because those worlds are so. It's
0: so, a little bit of a stretch. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean
1: it is a bit of a stretch, but I I think it I think it fits because you know you have the base sort of thing where you know you're running around with a gun or you're driving a car or something but then you can add so much into that so you you have a car uh maybe you want to go jump off a ramp or something with the car you want to do races and stuff with the cars or you have a gun maybe you want to like <laughs> i don't know go kill people or you know do various things with like that but then also you're running around this open world and you you run into something like the gun store or something, and you 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 think, oh, I should be able to walk into the gun store, and there you go, you can walk into the gun store. They've added that into the game. Something like the movie theaters they have that. Strip clubs, <laughs> obviously, those are in there as well. So things that kind of build the world out and break down the barriers that are traditionally in open world games like that, where you know, inter like environments inside buildings are generally non-existent. Uh, just adding those in for that little extra touch of realism adds so much more to the
0: game makes gta gta yeah
1: yeah Yeah. it's just a it's a world
0: dope yeah yeah i have nothing more to say about that i completely agree um i think that the vastness of gta as well like you can go from one side to the map to the other and there's so much information yeah there's so much to do and it's not like you're creating stuff out of thin air Okay, well, you kind of can with the cheat codes, which is an abstraction. <laughs> but the normal stuff, like driving a car and yeah. guns and strip clubs, it just works. Yeah, plus then there's, like, there's the whole ocean
1: section, there's all the differences in terrain, different, like, the huge variety of vehicles that you can pilot, all that stuff. So the basic mechanics of like operating a vehicle are just so broadly used with pretty much every vehicle that you can see.
0: Mm-hmm. So, speaking of GTA, excuse me, in the AAA space, uh, there was some game news I saw a few days ago that Kotaku, it was an article that Kotaku published. It was an article on early access and the cost of playing games early. And basically, this article details a new paradigm now where... Companies are giving early access games f- for more money. So like if you had to pay 60 bucks for, let's just say GTA, and then you get to play it two days early, now you're paying like 70. Yeah, it's a, 100. It's a pre-order bonus type of thing. Or like Pretty if you much.
1: buy a special edition version, you generally get this type of thing.
0: Now, to me, that's ludicrous as to why you buy it, except if it's a multiplayer game, like Cod or Fortnite, or any other skill-based multiplayer. Anything else, I really don't understand. Like, they're just making bank, and I don't get it. Like, what exclusivity do you get anymore? It's not an alpha where you play a game that's never going to be played by anyone else. It's just the same game one day before.
1: Yeah, so, yeah, for a single-player game, this makes absolutely no sense to me. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, I understand you might get additional benefits from like pre-ordering it or whatever, but being able to play the game to like early, you know, a couple days early that that doesn't really, <laughs> is that worth $40? No, I don't know. I, I, I hope don't... they're adding extra stuff in because that's not a very big perk in my opinion, except really like, mine. like you said, with yeah. multiplayer games. I think that that has a genuine advantage.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And this isn't like a—it's not a beta thing. It's it's the actual full game, and you just get it yeah. a few days early. And the other the other side to this is most—or it seems like a lot of AAA games these days—they come out and they have day one patches, so you get the game before everyone else gets it. You know, you might run into bugs before everybody else gets it, and it might be terrible. You know, so I, do you no, want to don't miss get it, it that much? <laughs> I don't know. Well, That's something to keep in mind. Definitely.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, So oh. now that we've... Uh, let's move a little more indie. There was something that I found this morning. Um, if I can get to the article. So, basically, there's a game, and I don't know when it came out. The article was posted yesterday, but on IndieGamesPlus.com. Mm-hmm but I don't know when the game came out, but I assume it's like out at this point. The game is called the Zium Garden. It's basically a virtual museum that's in a game. Um, and it's like one of the f- first games I've seen. I'm sure there's been plenty, but the first game that I've seen, that's exclusively an art-centric game. Like I've seen narrative-heavy games that have a lot of art but the focus was on the game and not the art but now i can see like people's artwork is focused on in the game yeah it's like some some like i don't even know how to describe it it's like different colored people like wiggling and shit it (laughs) it's it's really interesting like it's it's i mean it's
1: kind of a new it's space for an artist to express themselves, you know? Very much so. I mean, the potential to distribute that is so, you know, why? Because, like, literally anyone could go and, and download this thing and then walk through this virtual gallery and see everything that this artist has created. They don't have to go somewhere and just, like, actively mm. seek it out. It's just right there in front of them. And also, it, it allows someone to exhibit things that might not exist in the real world. Which I think is really interesting because it just opens up a whole other you know, avenue for,
0: for different things that someone could create. And the Zium Garden, that's spelled Z-I-U-M, Garden, is available for free on itch.io. So if you have a PC, i honestly get this. Or PC or Mac, sorry. Yeah. I hope it should be for both.
1: Yeah, no, it's also on Mac, which is okay. Sick.
0: <laughs> but yeah, get it. It looks really cool. Support this person by getting their game because um, it looks really cool, and I like art.
1: Yeah, and I yeah.
0: <laughs> just the whole,
1: you know, kind of virtual reality thing, exhibiting stuff through virtual spaces. Yeah, that's absolutely fascinating. I think it's something that we haven't really seen in the past. So, I agree. Exciting frontier.
0: And that's it. That is the podcast. So hope you guys enjoyed it. Next week, we'll be doing Mechanics and Abstractions 2. We'll have more AAA and indie news for you guys. And, uh, oh, all the social media stuff. Do you want to run through that?
1: Yeah. So if you want to follow us uh, in our journey to educate the world and create our own... Uh, video games you can follow us on nearly every platform there is (laughs) uh yeah just look it up so we are serverus or at serverus trilly 2 on twitter at servers trillion on instagram at uh trill that's c e r t r I L on Snapchat uh L
0: L T R I L
1: T R I L L on Snapchat Sorry. As always, serverstrillion.com. That's our website. Uh, yeah, you can check out our material we have up there. The Servers Trillion YouTube channel. Just it doesn't right. have any content? Uh, we're working on content. Actually, this is content. So
0: This will be content. Watch You're this space. Right. Uh,
1: yeah, the Servers Trillion dev blog is going to be on Medium uh, and then links to that on our website and all of our various social media stuff. And the Servers Trillion Facebook page. Uh, we're also setting up servers filling in discord, uh, and eventually going to be live streaming us playing games or building, uh, games or whatever, whatever fun stuff, you know, making food or something like that. I don't know. brushing our teeth,
0: dude. We're not doing that. That sounds interesting as (laughs) fuck. But yeah. So stay tuned.